0: Marbo, good Saturday morning to you. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Freddie. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm well, thank you very much. I am actually really, really quite well. And the really quite well is actually our topic for discussion today, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So are you going to introduce the topic for us?
1: Uh, I'm gonna try if I remember the wording correctly, but uh, the topic for today is social anxiety. Do we have it, or is there a problem with society?
0: Well, I think, I think in 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 a way that the question is is kind of superfluous because you and I both know that society is fucked up and we are right, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> whenever there's a problem it's always society's fault not ours <laughs> and it's not that we blame society it's just that society no, exactly. so easily is, is is easily blameable i think <laughs> so um
1: no, exactly exactly
0: what brought up the topic for, for for marva and myself this morning was we were talking about for the listeners who who who, who don't know and today is the 11th of april so it is day 16 day 16 of lockdown for us living in South Africa which means that we're only allowed to leave our homes when we um, go shopping for essentials go and seek medical attention or if you're an essential worker am I correct those are the three the three reasons why you're allowed to leave home before instance, are not allowed to leave to walk dogs we're not allowed to exercise outside the house and, and those type of things. So Maribor and I were reflecting on kind of, so, so how are you doing in this time of, of lockdown? And we both said, we're actually doing bloody well. We're actually enjoying this. So, we, so the debate started on, on, on social anxiety. So Maribor, have you ever thought about the, 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 the concept that, that you might suffer from social anxiety?
1: Yeah, I definitely uh, have thought about it. Um, I'm, I'm very scared of, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, a person that thinks he has a bunch of diseases that he doesn't have. I don't know if you remember that terminology. Yeah.
0: Um, we, we, I, I, I like to call it labeling because we take on labels and then we live, we live our lives according to that label. So I'm with you. I'm very, very careful about labeling as well um, because we allow those labels to define us. Yeah, so... Us.
1: Um, yeah. So I'm very careful of that. So I think we've, we said it in a few podcasts. I like to say I'm 20% narcissistic. I'm 40% codependent. Uh, I have 5% brain damage. I suffer fucking 10% PTSD. So, because I think that's a little bit more of a fair reflection. I think the big discussion always in America is, are you democratic or Republican? And it's a bit like, why do I have to say "I'm hundred percent this because there's something that I like that the Democrats do, and there's something that I like that the Republicans do and if I study political science and I recall Marx, then there's a lot that I like from communism, so it's just obviously the implementation of it all so for me, the last five or six years um a lot of life challenges started happening. And and I think just becoming, hitting my cities, uh, life started changing. And I think my social interaction changed in my cities where it's a bit like, in the 20s, I just want to hang out. I just want to socialize and I don't care. And it's university and it's work and everyone's fucking friends with everyone. And then if you're single, you're trying to sleep around in any situation and blah, 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 blah. And then once I was in my 30s, I'm now in a serious relationship. I'm settling down. I know who I am. Values are a lot more important. And then the way that I socially interact with people are slightly different and it mm. starts becoming more difficult to meet like-minded people. And um, I started realizing that um, I don't connect with everyone and I yeah. don't feel comfortable with everyone and not every set, uh, social situation is um, as enjoyable. Now, I'm a very sociable person and I'm really good in any social situation and no. Public no, you can speaking, talk to bloody anybody speaking, whatever you can send me in yeah so for but there is still anxiety um, that for me it's more of being involved with society makes me anxious and the reason why it makes me anxious is because they either irritate me uh, they make me angry and I feel powerless uh, in the whole situation um and I think also with my codependence, some of that coming in
0: yeah yeah uh,
1: you
0: know, that that anger I, I, stuff I is really definitely one of the the, the, so- the symptoms of the codependence coming out
1: yeah so and i so i sometimes i struggle to be in society and and I think this last five years a lot of like unfair situations uh where i'm I'm basically the the smallest fish in a pond and then the big fish just manipulate and use their power to screw you over and slowly I've become a very sour individual and a little bit cynical and I realized by moving into the mountains and just being by myself with dogs that love me and a girlfriend or a wife that loves me that my life is quite simple and I quite enjoy it and I'm not on social media and stuff and the simpler my life is the happier I am and then whenever I have to go into society, I notice shitty behaviors and all of these things. So it's it's been a goal of mine to withdraw as much as possible from society and find a small group of people that I associate and connect with. But it's been difficult to find these people. And even if you do find them, and this is where the second part for me comes in, is that society is designed in such a shitty way that even if you do find people that you connect with it's so hard to find time for each other
0: yeah that's very true um
1: so so that's where i'm at so what's your take on this whole social anxiety thing
0: it never ever crossed my mind that i might suffer from social anxiety but what, what's been happening more and more for me is that when I was younger, I always, I, I, I thought of myself largely as an extrovert. And we, we tend to think that extroverted people are people who are loud and outgoing and, 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 and those type of things, while introverted people are quiet people. But the actual definition of introversion and extroversion are, or is, that an introvert is somebody who, who, who regenerates the energy from within, and an extrovert is somebody who re- regenerates the energy from without. So what happened for me when I was younger was on a Friday afternoon when I am really tired after a week's work, take me out to a bar and feed me drinks, and I would, I would virtually feel how I am sucking up the energy in the room. And, and that would re-energize me. And the, the, the longer the evening goes, the more energized I would, I would become, obviously, a combination of the energy and the drink. So I always thought to myself, as an extrovert. And as I got older, the more and more I realized that I'm actually quite happy to, to not go into these big gatherings. And coming into recovery, I've started dreading big gatherings of people. So I've been focusing far more on, on socializing with, with, with smaller groups and far more closer friends and engaging in far more real conversations. And even getting, getting I, I reckon, around about 50, I discovered that I'm actually really happy on my own. Now, when I'm, when I'm tired, when I've had a hard week, just leave me alone to watch videos on YouTube, to read a book, to potter around in the garden, to play with my cat, to, to whatever. And I, I, I thought that the reason for that was because I now work very intimately with people. And I thought that maybe I don't want to engage with, with people outside of my work environment. Um, but now during lockout, what happened for me was I still counsel people and I counsel them online and I still do my podcast and and I still work on my books and those type of things. But the longer the lockdown goes, the more relaxed I feel. And I started thinking that, wow, maybe it's because engaging with people actually makes me anxious face to face. And so the thought of, 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 do I actually suffer from social anxiety started coming up for me? And I don't know. I I don't know what, what the answer is, but what I do know is that, that the lockdown is, I want to say is, 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 is is, I'm feeling is good for me. It is allowing me to, to, to completely re-energize in a way that I've never been able to, 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 to energize myself. And it's also allowing me to, to relook look at, at how I socialize and um, with whom I socialize and those type of things. So, so, so that's the process that came up for me. So when I chatted to you before we started recording and you said, oh, wow, you know, so, so you virtually feel the same. I, I started thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe there is social anxiety. Or oh, if it's not social anxiety, what do you think the problem is with society?
1: They're a bunch of fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm
0: joking. Listen, after, after ten uh, minutes of from Freddy about his social anxiety, I ask Mad a question and I get the answer: they're a bunch of fucking cunts. <laughs> no matter, I I, I I demand more from you than that. <laughs> Oh, that was
1: uh, Okay, let me let me because two, two things that I wrote down here and uh, before I go into that like I'm big into my UFC and mixed martial arts and fighting and there's um, one of the most famous guys currently is a guy called Jorge Masvidal or George Masvidal and He's one of the biggest, uh, not, he's not an actual big guy, but he's one of the most famous fighters at the moment. He's like a real bass, He's from Miami. He's all gangster. He used to go into people's backyards and fight them for $100 and $50. And they interviewed him uh, uh, a month ago or two months ago. And he said, actually, in that interview, like, listen, I'm actually, like, really shy. And I actually have social anxiety. Like, I like being in my fucking mission. And then I go to the gym, I work out and I actually don't like it when all the people come up to me and want to take pictures with me. I don't mind if you want to take a picture with me, but just know that if I'm a little bit hesitant, it's just because I'm anxious. And this guy fights people for a living. He's like a real fucking badass, real gangster, dangerous motherfucker. And he has this social anxiety. And it was quite refreshing for me when he phrased it like that. And I thought a little bit about it. It's like um, I was a bit hesitant to say, like, I, I thought maybe I'm weak if I say I have uh, people make me scared. And it's, yeah. and coming to your point, what's wrong with society? So, the, the two points that I wrote down is when you spoke, long time recovery, I think normally means that you don't like hanging out in big, large groups regularly. Okay. And I'll tell you in a second why I think that is it. And then the other thing is, and someone mentioned it to me because I I thought I started isolating and avoiding people in a bad way. And they said, is it isolation or are you just happy internally these days and you just like spending time with yourself? And that is the reward of years and years of working recovery. So I think there's a little bit of, we are very happy with who we are and um that's why we can hang out in our own skin and we just actually like really happy yeah i think um
0: like oscar wilde said to love oneself the, general, is the beginning of a lifelong romance exactly yeah sorry so i interrupted I you it, there a little
1: bit like um no 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 all good uh i'm just i'm i'm, I'm craving uh uh the life after zoom and skype where if you joking and interacting with each other, the joke is coming instantly and not in a second delay. And then you have this awkward, like, should I talk now? Should I? And it's just like, <laughs> I'm just craving a little, bit. like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, I, you. You've had a
1: lot of podcasts and then the, yeah. the delay is just like so frustrating. It's changing the way we interact. And I'm sure we're going to get back into the real world. And then we're going <laughs> to wait a second before we talk and laugh.
0: And I hear oh, yeah, you. Like the, the whole way we communicate in real life is going to change because of the way we communicate on on on, on Zoom and Skype and those type of things during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be this 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 this, this, this constant one second delay <laughs> before we respond. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So coming back to uh, groups, listen, I think it's quite simple. If I hang out with athletes, the general population of athletes of it, they're quite strong they're fairly attractive they look good and they have muscles that are developed blah 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 if I hang out with educated motherfuckers they're quite uh, intelligent in a certain way and they now to do research and to argue and debate and use computers and this and this and this and I think if you take uh, society as a whole Um, they have certain strengths and attributes, but they have certain weaknesses. And I think what we do in recovery is we hang out with people that try to work on their spirit and be humble and be honest and be loving and be caring and be forgiving. And we acknowledge that we're a bunch of retards. We say that we used to be a bunch of cunts and we don't want to be that. But the massive part of society doesn't have that. Society yep. in general is selfish, it's self-interested, and if given the opportunity to assist, they will probably say, well, fuck you, and uh, it's just this whole pursuit. As soon as I leave my house, I feel this energy of everyone just trying to survive and look after themselves. Now, I think it's a little bit in Africa. from my time abroad, if you live in more affluent or first world type of countries, the Um, the ability to survive is so much easier. So there's a certain stress eliminated in first world countries. I feel here in Africa, we are so poor and money is so scarce that people are just really trying hard to make a living. And in that pursuit of just trying to survive, people work and function in slightly fucked up ways. And it's very hard to switch off from being selfish at work because you needed to uh, thrive and survive And then later in the day, you've got to be a social, normal, nice guy. So for me, that's why I like recovery and people like you and a few other people where it's not about being perfect, but it's about acknowledging that I'm not perfect. And I'm going to try to change and be a better human. And I think society isn't designed like that. Society is designed to don't admit that you have a weakness. Don't admit that you are scared. Don't admit anything. Just... It's like my dad taught me as a kid. If you have an accident in a car, never say that you were wrong. Yeah. Just say we're going to take pictures and we're going to escalate. And, it's, and recovery teaches you first thing you do is fucking own your part. Own and your I shit, think yeah. that's why we start to live that is different from the people out there and that creates conflict and friction. But again, yeah. We are so sensitive that we allow them to disrupt us, and I think that's the end uh, goal of recovery, so that society doesn't have that massive influence on you. I don't know. I spoke now. There is your ten-minute response, <laughs> rather than saying there about it. Please.
0: <laughs> you raised <please>, uh, <laughs> an interesting topic there. In, in that, so what I'm hearing you saying is that we, when we are dealing with with, with with let's call it scarce resources. As in um, jobs money, food, then we we probably live in a society where we where we trust our fellow human being less because we are constantly in competition for those scarce resources which will i think so which will probably raise our our anxiety levels and our our, our, our want or need to to engage with other people because they are in they are invariably a threat to your own survival so, so I, I
1: think so and
0: it i found uh, that interesting yeah. <clears throat>
1: sorry
0: i was just clearing my throat
1: <laughs> but it's like i don't know you from pretoria and I'm not from Pretoria. I generally find that people. Where are you
0: I'm, from? I'm, I lived in Pretoria for a while, but I grew up in Johannesburg. Oh. But, for, but for people from Cape Town, Chauteng is Chauteng. Johannesburg, Pretoria, So um, it's there's like, a huge fucking it's like difference, madam.
1: Strand or something, West or Gordon's <laughs> Bay. they all the fucking time.
0: <laughs> they will eat these places for breakfast. <laughs> no, as a snack. <laughs> You know what came up for me? My
1: question is, your question is, people from Johannesburg and Pretoria, they're slightly different from us in the Cape and the influence of money, there's more money and there's a bigger business enterprise in Johannesburg and Pretoria. Isn't, I know people from Cape Town complain about people from Joburg, but isn't there something about people in Joburg and Pretoria where they are slightly more relaxed because there is more money in that area and you're higher than the people in the Cape?
0: My experience is different. Um, I, I experience the people in the Cape to be far more relaxed than people in Johannesburg and Pretoria. There's a far greater level of angst um in johannesburg and, and and the reason why why i think so is because they are i'm going to 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 flip that coin quickly and come to us first um i think a lot of people make the choice to 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 to, to live in the cape for a more outward living type of life to be closer to nature to be close to the sea to 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 to, to breathe in the, the, the sea air and to see seagulls flying around th- th- that type of thing, um, to have a, a greatest, uh, let's call it social and, um, nature awareness. While people in Johannesburg, their social lives revolve around shopping centers. So the, 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 the process there is again, fighting for, for scarce resources and those scarce resources give us meaning. Um, the, the, the new Gucci handbag for for them is far more important than than us. And I picked that up when 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 I holidayed in Spain at some stage where we started off in in um um, 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 um our come on Freddy Madrid in Madrid um and spent a few days in Madrid and then we we went to Barcelona and the the, the energies between the two cities were completely different. And it suddenly dawned on me that again madrid is in is exactly in the middle of spain um it's the economic hub so there's a lot more more chasing a lot more chasing while in barcelona it's it's a beautiful um, um, um coastal city so there's a lot more kind of living and that's what i find here as well is johannesburg is Johannesburg's a lot more chasing and 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 um and Cape Town's a lot more living, which to me will say that the social anxiety in Johannesburg should be far higher than, than it is in Cape Town. So that's an interesting, interesting yeah, I find theory, theory that we're raising here.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting, man. Um, uh, it, it's just interesting. I think uh, uh, the way people are when you hang out with them. I think um, because I want to get back to the point that you mentioned before we started the podcast and it links with our previous podcast is we have certain behaviors in our lives that make us feel safe. Yeah. And for example, routine or whatever and discipline and, You know, I'm working out like a motherfucker at the moment because I'm like in two months from now when Africa is poor, they're going to start looting the houses for food. So I'm training so that I'm like a soldier that is willing, ready to fight to the death Ah. at any moment. So exercise is keeping me, it's giving me a sense of security. Yeah. But um, why do we feel that we need to protect ourselves from social interaction?
0: Ah, I'm going to link your question with, with, with a point that I wanted to make earlier, and that is that... What I discovered that one of my core beliefs in life is that people are dangerous. People have the potential to hurt me. I I I grew up fearing people because of the potential of 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 the hurt that they can cause. And I think for a long time, I hid that fear in my addiction. That I, I, using didn't allow me to feel that fear. So I, I, I was like a bull in a china shop, just, just just storming ahead and and engaging and 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 doing um, things with people. And now, being clean for a few years, the the, the new neural pathways are, are, are forming. Um. And and i don't know i don't know with whether, whether i still fear people inherently but you know th- something like an inherent distrust for people don't just go away over overnight and i think that is that's possibly what i what, what i'm dealing with at the moment is i just don't trust the the, the human race as such So I think I try to kind of, st- I keep myself safe through being in my own space at home. Um, another thing that we discussed was, was that routine thing. The, the routine is a, is, is a way of, of giving me a sense of safety because I know what's going to happen next. Because one thing that is very, very clear about people is their unpredictability. Mm-hmm. I I think a lot of psychologists will will differ from me. They they would say that that people are so so predictable. That's why we can practice something like psychology. Um, But I think that's more on a macro level. Um, If you look at each individual uh, um, 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 and and, and the minute-to-minute function of of individuals, there's a lot of unpredictability there. Because we can predict that somebody is going to to react with fear in a certain situation, but each person will probably react differently to that fear. So ultimately, the 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 the, the, the to have safety in, in in a certain space, I would want to know how each of those people are going to to, to react, and I can't do that. So what do I do? I, I rather I rather retract.
1: And I think, um, the, I think the challenge is the codependency. I think that's the, the final thing that is creating this for me in the sense of I don't mind the person I am. I don't mind the way that I think, but I'm sometimes scared or hesitant to put my boundaries out. Or if I do put my boundaries out, it takes so much of my energy mm. out I don't mind saying fuck you to someone. So just, let's get that clear. I don't <laughs> mind telling someone, listen, you're a master push. Go fuck yourself. And I hope that fucking blah, 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 blah. I can say that. And it's not a problem. But it would fucking bug me for 10 hours. And it yeah. wouldn't bug me for the fact that I swore at someone. This is someone that maybe tried to stab me. But for yeah. some reason, it takes a lot of energy for me to put my boundaries out. Now, let's just be a little bit more healthy and say, listen, uh, my, I live in a place and the landlord's cutting corners and he's not trying to fix something. I don't mind telling him, listen, I think you're cutting corners and blah, blah, blah. But it yeah. takes a lot for me to build up to be able to say that. And then once I do say that, then it will go into my head on and off for a few hours. And Absolutely. I think the amount of energy it takes for me. And I don't know where I've become so sensitive because I used to be sensitive like this. And I think it's this weird balance of trying to live in recovery and be conscious of how I influence others. Because that's the thing that I didn't really care about in active addiction was, how does my actions influence those around me? And I think I've gone into the other spectrum way too far where I'm way too conscious how my actions might influence others. Yeah. And I think that's why it's sometimes difficult for me to be in society. And like you said, the unpredictability, there's no uniform approach to different situations. And as a manager, you have such a variety of uh, people that you got to manage. Mm-hmm. And you say one thing where you tell someone, listen here, yeah, fuck you guys, you've been fucking around, let's work hard. Five people are like, geez, I'm so happy that the, uh He's putting the boundaries out, let's work harder. Five people want to go see a therapist because their manager just <laughs> swore at them, and five people are like, cool, we're just moving on. You know, exactly. that's normal. So <laughs> they, they, everyone interprets yeah. everything differently.
0: Yeah. But one one of the big um, 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 um lessons in life that 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 helps me a lot is the aspect of number one, um, for as long as we're going to try and keep everybody happy, somebody is going to be unhappy. We, we have to accept that. That somewhere along the line, we are going to piss people off, whether we intend to or not. It, it, it's just a reality of life. And um, if we could go through, through life accepting that and not living in, 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 in anxiety... in in fear that it's going to happen. It's going to happen and it's going to be okay. Um, Yaquin, I have a, have a friend um, who works in the, she worked in the wine industry and she taught us a very significant second lesson. And as much as, as it's a, it's a beautiful lesson to, 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 to learn, I don't know how good I am, I am at, at applying that lesson in life. So she used to, to, to market wines for wine estates. And she said that we have to accept that some people are nice and some people are not. And some people are going to treat you with dignity and respect and some people are going to treat you like shit. And the, 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 the trick for her to life was to, to not take anything personally. And the lesson, and I think a lot of us can learn so much from it, is don't take it personally. Because 99.9% of the time, the reflection that that you get back to to, to you of people who are unhappy with how you're reacting is coming from their own perspective, is their own sense of safety that's that's being threatened. And that's not not your issue, that's their issue.
1: But isn't that where society is wrongly designed or society is the problem because this is something that comes out quite a lot where like a lot of people in different facets of life will take tell you don't take it personal and i think that the problem with that is is society is not designed to consider your individual feelings yeah. and and again, we don't have to, because we don't have to be a bunch of millennials where we consider our feelings, and we're a bunch of snowflakes that just disintegrate the soon and somebody says that they're <laughs> slightly unhappy because you're uh, three minutes late. However, we <laughs> I live like in a society that you're not a bunch where of snowflakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe
1: <laughs> so. So, we, um, but society isn't working. We still have criminals in jails. We still have very unhealthy people. We still yeah. have and we now have a clear system of the ideology that we've been following we see how it's all crumbling down just to a little virus that started in china and the whole society was making decisions based on well let's not take it personal it's just business so we're going to continue with it and suddenly no one wants to lose money because no one's taking nothing personal and suddenly there's a global pandemic and every 10 years our society crumbles because people keep on making decisions in very high corporate political environments. That is not personal. It's based on, you know, let's remove, (laughs) remove emotion. Let's remove the humanity out of it. And if you remove the humanity, it's very easy to do that. So, and I'm not saying we should, because some of these decisions you have to almost, disassociate and disconnect from so that because they're not easy and nice decisions, but I definitely think that a lot of these decisions, if people just took a little bit of personality and person in the decision making, I think we'll have a healthier environment. And I think because we enter society knowing that people are going to behave because the average person's just like, fuck you. Again, we come back to the point of everyone's just so self-interested. And everyone gets told, don't take it personal. And I I 100% agree with that. Don't take it personal because that's the way society is designed. If we go live somewhere else in a small herd of 50 to 100 people and we tell everyone, listen here, make decisions and take it personal. Because if you take it personal, you realize how fucked up you are. And then you slowly start realizing, but the best way moving forward is to work as a team and to consider everyone's feelings. And this comes back to a big discussion of, maybe we are not supposed to live in groups more than 50 to 100 to a thousand and a lot of the problems that we experience as humans there's this guy that's famous uh, i don't know his name but he writes about tribalism and tribes and i think he wrote a book called tribe and the whole argument is we live in cities and societies that have five million or ten million people we're we just not really designed as yeah. humans as that. You know, if the lions, imagine there were 10,000 lions living together in one group. be yeah. supposed to be like 10 or 20 or 30. And I, and I think, you know, again, if you're going to put 10,000 lions together, then obviously the best approach is do not take it personal. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I think i think that's maybe one of the problems we enter into a society where uh, and this is where i think uh, when you spoke earlier and I, after this i'll let you have your say but um i think this is where small groups and activities and hobbies are important you yeah. know and i it'd be great if my family provided me that social comfortability where we could interact and love each other and i would feel safe but it doesn't so for me it's about attending small hobbies and I know like if you go to a jiu-jitsu community or mixed martial arts or a boxing gym then you do almost like a group activity where you find people within this massive society where you feel socially comfortable but finding those groups are quite difficult it's hard work and in the process you might like me you might get hurt by hanging out with the wrong people and you only realize after a year but when push comes to shove they're a bit of fucking retards and cunts and self-interested the the, the superficial interaction that you've had with them hasn't been showing their real colors. so i think the, the the challenge is finding small groups that are legitimately loving and cares about you as a person so over to you freddie
0: I really, really like what you say. Um, that maybe you know, we are just not designed. The 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 human being is just not designed to to live in such big groups. Um, and that and that makes sense to me, because in smaller groups we, we 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 can have our 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 basic needs met and feel safe at the same time. So my my whole feeling is that that the the, the social anxiety thing is around us feeling safe or not Um, but on that we need to 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 call it a day i've got another appointment um but this was awesome god i i I loved it this went so fast
1: i really like it and i think there's definitely scope for discussing this more and um and I would like to uh, get more of your input, because slightly more uh, educated and uh, well read on the topic of psychology.
0: <laughs> but I like, I like the way our, our, our topics are actually kind of merging a little bit codependence with um, routine, with social anxiety. <laughs> it it, it, it all, all, all seems to kind of bleed into each other at the moment. And that's cool. So, so, so let, let's see where the universe takes us for our next topic. Also, awesome, madam, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Freddy. Look after yourself. See ya. Bye. Right. Bye.
1: Bye.